0: really does
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Daily Doves podcast. We are your hosts, Pastors Lem and Elizabeth Woodson. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year, everybody.
1: It is 2021. Never thought the day would come, man. 2020 was a long year, but we made it. Not only did we make it, we make it. We came out victorious.
0: Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of lessons and things that we took from 2020, so I'm, I'm actually pretty grateful for it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's one of those years where you definitely, you didn't know what you needed until you got all the stuff, you know, in your face. But then it was, you were grateful that you had that learning experience. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense.
1: (laughs) It makes absolute sense. And that's what the Bible says. The Bible says, you know, don't just look at... What's going on but understand that god's behind the entire thing so that was 2020 mad excited for 2021 god's got even greater things in store for his people that's what the bible says our light shines brighter and brighter until the new day noonday sun it says so listen if you have not already liked subscribed and rated this podcast in the in the past Please do so right now also share it with somebody that you know needs it. We do these daily. It's 2021. We took a little bit of a break for the holidays, yeah. you know. We took a little bit of a break, but we are back and better than ever. It is Monday, July 4th. We're on day 3 of a 21-day fast. Yes. I feel good. I feel yeah. real good. Yeah, I say I feel really, really good. So
0: and God is so faithful because you already start to see like the little breakthroughs and the 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 things that continue to encourage you mm-hmm. in the fast. So I've already started to see that stuff, and I'm psyched.
1: Yeah, He just keeps it, and He so you keep going. I remember last year, man, what day was it of the fast? Maybe day one, maybe day three. I got like prophesied too, and I was like, all right, God, if this what the 21 is going to be like, sign me up, cause. This is great. So, yeah, we're on day number three of a 21-day fast. If you have not fasted before, we encourage you, jump on the fast with us. We do it as a church for the first 21 days of the year. Not exactly the first 21 days, but the first month of the year, we incorporate a 21-day fast, and we're going to be fasting until January 23rd. Yes, we're going to be breaking January 23rd at 6 o'clock, but it officially ends on the 24th. So the 24th is the first day that we're all going to be eating. There's many different fasts you can do. There's like a 6 to 6. There's a full fast, you know, and with the full fast, there's like water only. There's water and juice. There's... What? Some people...
0: Some people do broth.
1: Yeah, they do like broths and things like that. So, I mean, there's many there's different There's a Daniel
0: ways. fast and there's also, you know, people have broken it up to where they do like a three-day fast, mm-hmm. a three-full-day fast, and then they'll switch to a six-to-six. Six right, right. You know, so you can just kind of make it out to whatever you want to offer the Lord and whatever you want to give him for for your time and your consecration.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, can and you go from there. Shoot. When we, when we did our first one, I think we only did like 11 days. We jumped on towards the middle and not going to lie, it was a little daunting. So we were like, I was still a mechanic at the time. So we decided, all right, you know, we're only going to do this. You were breastfeeding. Yes. You were either breastfeeding or pregnant. There was that like four year span where it was one or the other. Yes. And so we decided since I was the only one I was going to do it, we were going to do a 10 day of like 10 hours. So we ate every day at 10 p.m. And then we went to sleep and didn't eat the ne- until 10 p.m. the next day because we were having meetings every single day. We were at the hotel. It was great. So we were having meetings at the hotel every day. And then after that, we would get something to eat. And then for the last 11 days... We did, I think I did, what did I do? Was it a full fast? I think so. Yeah, it was a full fast for the last 11 days. Yep, still and still working on my feet, still standing for eight hours a day, and it worked out great. I think it was a major breakthrough. So we became addicted then because yeah. it's not fun to not eat. but
0: It's fun to be that close to God in the sense that you it's it's, uh, it's like when you go to summer camp and you right. just make your focus God mm-hmm. and you see him in, in a different way. Exactly. So that's actually what we're going to be talking about today. Exactly. God.
1: Yeah, it's a great segue. We didn't even plan that. I, I mean, know. so you think about it. A lot of people look at fasting and they say, why would we do that? Why would God want us not to enjoy food? Why would God want to punish us? They sort of look at it, I think, either as a punishment or as like, One of those really heavy requirements that we don't want to do, but God forces us to do. But you got to understand one thing. Everything God asks us to do in the Bible, it's for our own benefit. You know, mm. it's only for our good. And
0: and I think that the a misconception also is that I'm doing this so that God can make 2021 the best year of my life. Right. Like, no, this isn't like me giving Him 21 days so that He could give me a great year. Right. No, this is me saying, God, I don't want to start my year until I've gotten as close as I could possibly get with You and heard from You as to what my 2021 should look like. Exactly. There's a difference because yeah. this isn't a quid you know quid pro quo where we're like, God, here you take this and then you make the rest of the you're great
1: right nope nope doesn't work like that there's it's not like a on-demand blessing type of thing yeah. it is we are really turning our hearts even more to God and seeking him even more it's like boot camp yeah you know you go to boot camp because you're focused on a singular thing whether that's training for the military or getting in shape or like fighters do when they go and they prepare for like months at a time on the way to the fight it's because you want to the end goal. And the end goal for us is being closer to God. And
0: to be better Christians. You know, you yeah. go to boot camp to learn more specialized skills and to learn better tactics so that when you get out to war, you you are confident that you're going to win.
1: Yeah. So it's really just, a, it's a concentrating, it's a concentrated focus on God. Yeah. That's why we do it. The easiest way to fast is to concentrate your time on God. Don't think about other stuff and don't worry about not eating. Just Plug into God even more. Pray, read your Bible, listen to worship music, watch movies about God, watch documentaries about God, watch preaching on YouTube, uh, and repeat pretty much. You know, just make sure that you're devoting your time and your mind space to God, and it will be simple. So, okay, we're going to jump right into what we were going to be talking about today. And we're talking about what God wants for us and how to see what God wants for us. So we're going to read really quickly. It's in Acts chapter 17. Go ahead. Acts chapter 17 started with verse 24.
0: Yes, it says, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath and all things. And as he has made from one blood every nation of man to dwell on all of the face of the earth and has determined their appointed times and boundaries of their dwellings, so that they should seek the lord and in hope that they might grope for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us
1: yes god is not far from us he's not far from any of us and he's placed us where we are in the appointed places in the appointed times in hope that we would grope for him and find him because he's not far i love how that verse starts off where Paul's talking to the people and he says he doesn't dwell in temples made with man's hands as if he needed anything yeah so like that's the, that's that's one of the main points. God doesn't need anything we don't fast because God needs us to fast. We don't worship God because he needs us to worship him we don't pray because he needs us to pray everything we do for God is for our own benefit. Yeah. It only benefits us. It says it right there in the Bible. A lot of people don't like that kind of talk too. A lot of people are like, what do you mean? God doesn't need anything from us and everything we do for God only benefits us. Well, if he needed anything, he wouldn't be all sufficient, all powerful, the lacking nothing God. And that's who he is. So he doesn't need anything. He actually gives us these things so that we can draw closer to him.
0: Yes, I mean it's it's the best form of parenting on the planet. I mean if you think about the relationship between earthly parents and their children, chi- the children provide nothing for the parent. Nothing. There's, I mean my kids don't pay my bills, they don't right. cook dinner for me, they don't do anything for me, but I do everything for them for their benefit because mm-hmm. I want to make them great people. I want right. to make them the best contribution that this or- this earth has ever seen. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's like a small Representation of what God does for us.
1: Exactly. Everything that we do for God benefits us either immediately or in the long run, and pretty much both. It always is to our benefit. So, we're going to read again. There's another verse we're going to read, and this is the main meat of what we're talking about today because we really want you to get, we really want you to understand it, man, because if we can understand that everything that God has for us to do and everything that God asks for us to do is for our own sake because he needs nothing, then we look at him differently and we get to see what he actually desires from us when he asks us these things. So go ahead. We're going to read John uh, chapter 4. We're talking about the Samaritan woman and we're going to start with verse, which verse is it? 7 Let's start with verse 7.
0: Okay, we're gonna start with verse seven. It says, As a woman of Samaria came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water.
1: There we go. Let's stop there. That pretty much wraps up this entire podcast. We're 10 minutes and 32 seconds in, and we can stop right there. Give me a drink. She responds, and Jesus says, listen, if you knew who it was that was asking you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water.
0: Yeah, but if if you think about her response, like he tells her— Give me a drink, Mm -hmm. right? And her response is, okay, listen, there are some rules that we need to follow. There are some cultural differences. Right, Right. You know, I don't understand why you're even addressing me. You're a stranger. Mm -hmm. We're from different nations. Our nations don't speak. Like, she just can't even understand the question. Right. Because she's so stuck on the surrounding things. The natural circumstance. Yes. Yes,
1: yes. So, and and that's what happens to a lot of us. You know, we talk about fasting and we talk about prayer. We talk about worshiping God. We talk about giving. Mention anything that benefits a Christian that has a tangible thing attached to it. And people's normal response is, but won't you die if you don't eat?
0: Yeah. I mean, I know people who have even seen me fast before and I've obviously survived and they're still shocked that I can do it. Yeah. It never, it's like they can't think about, they can't even see what, They can't even talk to me about what I'm actually doing. Exactly. Because all they want to talk to me about is, does your stomach hurt? Are you having headaches? How are you able to keep up with your housework? Yeah. Are your children okay?
1: Yep. And I'm like,
0: can we just talk about what I'm actually doing?
1: And it's like classic (laughs) Samaritan woman syndrome. It's if you understood the gift of God and what it was, what it is, that we're achieving by doing this yeah. you would do it too
0: it's like it's like when we ask people to you know pray the prayer to invite Jesus into their heart they're immediately like well am i going to have to give up this am i going to have to start coming to church like right. they don't even understand what we're asking them to do spiritually exactly they they they're not even asking the right questions right in right. response. Like if I say, hey, invite Jesus into your heart and, and make him your Lord and Savior, they should respond back. What does it mean for him to be my Lord and Savior? Exactly. How can I have a relationship with God? But instead they respond back, well, what is this going to look like? How's my life going to change?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep reading. Let's uh, keep going. Keep going.
0: So the woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get the, that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who ha- who gave us this well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life.
1: Yep. The water that I give will become a fountain inside of that person springing up to everlasting life. He's pretty much saying to her, I have the best thing that you could ever want right now. I have exactly what you've been looking for your entire life. I have exactly what you need. But I need you to get past the fact that I asked you to give <laughs> me a drink.
0: Like, He didn't even address Jacob. No. He didn't even address the, the the well being given by him or the well yep. being deep or the fact that he had nothing to draw with. It's irrelevant. He didn't even talk about what she wanted to talk about. He responded back with, you're not listening.
1: You're not listening.
0: I have something that you need.
1: Yes, you're not getting what's going on here. And I want you to get it. Listen, God wants us all to totally understand what it is that he's doing. It says it all throughout the Bible. You know, Paul says, one of my favorite verses, he says, I pray that you be strengthened in your inner man so that you can comprehend with all the saints what is the height, the width, the depth, the length of the love of God so that you can be filled with the fullness of God. He says that you can understand the love of God, which passes understanding. We have to get to the bottom of what Jesus is doing and what God is always trying to do in our lives. And, and I- if you know that it's always for your benefit, you accept it. If she, had, if she would have known God needs nothing, God needs nothing. He only asks. Because he wants to give to me. He's placed me where I am in the time that I'm there to help me out. If she would have understood that and understood that it was God who was talking to her, when he says, Give me a drink, she would have done exactly what Jesus said. Yeah. No, you give me living water. You're God.
0: Yeah. But I also feel like as soon as we get the, 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 the like the need met that we stop and we fall short and we never really find out what he actually has until exactly. the next time. Right. So you know you come to church and you're like God, I just want to not have depression and anxiety anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you get healed from that, but you you stop there and you don't continue to seek what he is actually giving you. Exactly. Which is if your life doesn't look like a fountain inside of you for, that springs water for everlasting life, then you can't stop looking.
1: There's still more to be. There's done. still
0: more to be found, there's and there's more still more that he wants to give you. Exactly. And and I feel like we we take and we and we stop we compromise we're like oh we're good with this this is good yeah until the next time that crap hits the fan and then we go back and we say well what's going on here god right and he's like you net you stopped yeah you were okay with just that yeah and i wanted to give you more i wanted to give you the real gift
1: exactly and i love that because that's exactly what it says in the next verse it says the woman said to him okay give me the water that i will never thirst nor have to come here to draw water ever again.
0: And that was funny because she said, basically, if you could just make it so that I don't have to come to this well mm-hmm. and get ridiculed by society, right? I'll be fine. I'll be fine. That's all I want.
1: If you can just fix this one thing, okay, I believe you, maybe you have this special power to do this, but I'm just thinking on my natural, selfish, me-centered wavelength right now that says if you can fix this problem that I have or meet this need then I'll be fine because really my issue is the need. And Jesus, he's so good, God is so good that he never leaves us at the illusion of <laughs> our problems are our circumstances. Yes. Our problems, listen, our problems are always the fact that we have not seen God for who he is. Yeah. Every problem in our lives comes down to the fact that we don't know God truly, for who he is, even for Christians,
0: and I also feel like there's a, a lack of of belief in him because we, you know, we obviously aren't seeing him the way that we're supposed to see him, so we don't even believe that he could fix us, right? Like we're like, God, I understand that you probably can't fix my heart and my minds, my my mindset, and and all these things that have happened to me, but can you just fix then my the bills. repercussions of it, right? Which is, I can't get a job right now, so if you could just get me a job, I'm fine. And he's People like, don't like me, and he's like, I can actually just fix who you are. Yeah. And then everything else around you will fall into place because you'll be whole. Right. And you're like, wait, what?
1: Exactly. That, that's that's
0: It's almost like it's not even a, a scenario that you can envision because you have no idea that that's what he actually wants. is yeah. you. Yeah. Not the circumstance around you to change. He wants you to change.
1: Yep. And if you know the story, we won't read the rest, but so for the rest of the story, Jesus says to her, he says, okay, well, yeah, I'll give you what you need. I'll give you this living water. Go get your husband. She says, I don't have a husband. He says, you're right. You don't have a husband. You've had a couple husbands. The guy you're living with now isn't your husband. And she's like, okay, well, I perceive you're a prophet. And then she starts to talk to him about where people ought to worship. And Jesus is like, listen, lady.
0: You're missing it again. Listen,
1: listen. Okay, all that matters is that you become a worshiper of God who can worship him in spirit and in truth. That's where the well that springs up into ever living life starts at. And that's where everything that you need, which is God, that's where it begins. Where you are able to worship him in spirit and in truth with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, knowing who he is. He actually ends this interaction with the words because she says to him, Okay, I get what you're saying, but it sounds good, but let's just wait because when the Messiah comes, who is the Christ, he'll teach us everything. And Jesus ends this entire interaction with, I who speak to you am he. This is who's, know who's talking to you. I am he. That's what I want you to get to. I am the Messiah. I am the Christ. I will teach you everything. And when I do, you will worship me in spirit and truth. And I
0: think it requires such a level of uh, intimacy. Like As soon as he told her listen, go get your husband. And then he starts to prophesy to her. She's like, oh shoot, like he can see into my life. Mm-hmm. He has like an in. So she immediately puts up a barrier and starts talking to him about how she understands about worship. So like she kind of wants to take him off the scent of her life. So she goes and she's like, you know, should we worship here? And our fathers want us to worship there. And like, look at all the Christianese that I know, sort right. of like right. how people do nowadays. Yeah. And he's like, hey, chill. I actually know who you are. And from here on out, I want you to understand that it's about spirit and in truth, which means I've already seen every bit of you, and I'm here revealing myself to you. I am the Messiah. And that changed her whole life. To know that he saw her intimately and that he is the Messiah and went there and revealed himself to her completely and radically changed her life. And that's All all, the barriers went down.
1: That's all she ever needed. That's why when we read about it in Acts, that's why it says... You know, God isn't what you think he is. He isn't who you think he is. He doesn't need anything. He's setting you up to be able to know him. He sees you. He needs you to see and know him. He wants you to come into that intimate relationship and drop all the barriers. You know, he wants us to not be so things centered or circumstance centered and understand that every circumstance and everything that goes on in our life needs to stem from us first being rooted and grounded and who he is and who we are in him. So be encouraged today, all right? Be encouraged today. As we start this fast and as we continue on, know that God only wants to give you more of him. He only wants you to see him as he is so that at every conclusion, you have the same thing that she has, which is I who speak to you am the Christ. Know who it is that's speaking to you. If you could always know That God is exactly who he says he is and never get wrapped up in the things that come along with that. You know, don't get wrapped up in what God asked you to do. Don't get wrapped up in what you might lose. Don't get wrapped up in him seeing you in your innermost being. Newsflash, he knows your heart better than anybody. He knows your heart better than anybody. And
0: you got to give him a chance. I feel like the enemy has done a really, really great job of setting up all these misconceptions about God. Mm Mm-hmm. And about who he, what he, what his intentions are and who he actually is. But if you, if you just stop and give him a chance, then you will actually see who he really is. And then it'll give you the benefit of wholeness because that's where, that's where it is. It's in him. Yep. Yep. And I feel like there's a lot of people who, uh, the, the the other camp of people, the frustrated people who feel like they have seen him, but they still don't have wholeness. Right. And it's like, you can't stop. You can't stop the seeking. You can't stop wanting to see him. Because if you if you still haven't experienced wholeness, then you haven't seen him. Exit. Because one comes with the other. Yep. Don't stop.
1: That's it. And that's what he was referring to. He said, listen, if you take the water that I give you, it'll bubble up in you into a wellspring of everlasting life. You'll never lack again. But you got to take what i have to give you and you'll only take what i have to give you if you understand who it is that's speaking to you like jesus said so i think we'll stick with this man we'll stick with the lady at the well at least for tomorrow it's good and there's so much stuff in here please don't think that this is the entire thing that god is saying through the woman at the well parable or not the woman at the well parable but the woman at the well interaction because there's so much more you know we're going to touch on more tomorrow but until then listen (laughs) Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. I don't. I can't say it enough. Make sure that you stay locked in, especially now that we are fasting. Hear the word of God every single day. You can never have too much Christian content in your life. There's so much stuff out there that wants to take you away from God. Fill your life with things that just bring you closer. That's what the Bible says. So be blessed today. Seek God with your whole heart. And until next time, remember, God loves you and so do we. Peace.
0: Daily Dubs.